in the wilderness. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After fasting for 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Jesus answered, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the Holy Spirit city and set him on the highest point of the temple. If you are the Son of God, he said, throw yourself down, for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you, and they will lift you up in their hands, so that you will not strike your foot against the stone. Jesus answered him, it is also written, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. All this I will give you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. Jesus said to him, Away from me, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left him, and the angels came and attended him. This is the word of the Lord. Well, oh, we'll do that after. The question is, what is the most important thing in the world? Jesus, okay, right answers. Sounds like a squirrel, but the answer must be Jesus. Chocolate. Water. Okay, very good. Love. Isn't love a thing? Could be. All you need is love. Yeah, okay. What's the most important thing in the world? People. Hair. Air or hair? (laughs) Who said it? Oh, hair. Air. Oh, right, air. Well, it's funny you should mention hair. Because Jesus went into the desert to think about what the most important thing in all the world was. And verse 1 says, what does it say, David? You're looking right at it. Verse 1, chapter 4. Jesus was led by the Spirit. Uh, Can I have a helper? Need a helper? I need a helper. Who's got some hair? Come on. Come on. Yes. The word led. Very interesting. The word led meant that he was led by a hair of his head. Are you ready? We're going to go to the, can you can you go with me? Can you go with me? Over that way? Can you go with me this way? Can you go with me down? Can you go with me up? Come on then, we'll go down here. Led by the hair of his head. You're walking too fast now, you've got to be led. All right, and then we... There you go. How is that? So sensitive. So sensitive. Thank you very much. Big round of applause for Jay. 
so sensitive that he was led by... I mean, in, in Mark's Gospel, he says he was driven. But the word in Matthew's Gospel says he was led by a hair of his head into the wilderness. Now, he went there, what did fall? To think about what the most important thing in all the world was. He went, actually, to put himself under pressure. He went to knock out all the props of life. Uh, all the props of life he went to knock out. Because we're all propped up by something, aren't we? What props you up, Tony? I prop you up. Oh, the right answer. We're propped up by people. We're propped up by the job we do, by money. What I need at this point is a tame youth minister. <laughs> Come and stand here. Very good. Right, what props you up in life? Just stand there for me. People. Well, I need two very strong youth to hold up their youth minister. Prop her up. Come on, who's going to prop her up? Who's going to prop her up then? No one's going to prop her up. Okay, Tony, come and prop her up for me. Well, you've got, to, you've got to stand behind. Come around behind. Okay. Actually, you can help as well, right? That's ha-ha. Right, that's it. Now, give me your arm, and you hold your wife's arm like that. Yes. Okay. Right? You're going to be the prop. Now, you are just going to go, okay? Just lean, lean her back. Okay. Right? That's no. Hold that for a minute. You see, we're all held up by something. But Jesus, you see, and the thing is, that people tell us, that only Christians, you know, it's a prop. If you've got a faith, it's because you're a weak person. Only the strong people, are you, are you holding her up? Yeah. It's the strong people who can stand on their own two feet. And Christianity's a prop. Well, that's what they say. It's a load of bunkum, let me tell you. That's rubbish, you see, because if you let her go, We're all propped up by somebody, something, some... And if you take it away, you fall over. Well, Jesus went to knock the props away. He went to knock those props out and show us, actually, it's only the people with true faith who can stand in the end without the props. So how long did he go out into the wilderness for? 40 days. And what was he by the end of those 40 days? When you're hungry, when you're at the bus stop, what's the most important thing in all the world? Bus fare, yeah. Well, when you're out in the... Woo, when you're hungry in the desert, the most important thing you begin to think is Bread. Isn't it? Bread. If only I had some bread and I could eat it. The Jews remembered that 2,000 years before they had wandered in the desert and God had given them bread from heaven. So they thought 
that when the Messiah comes to bring in the kingdom of God, there would again be bread in the desert. And the devil said to Jesus, you're the Messiah. You can make bread and make it all. I have two chairs. I need two volunteers. One, David. Oh, and, and um, James, come on. Sit on my chairs. Quick as you like. <laughs> now, in my day, they used to say these round trees fruit pastels. Bet you can't put one in your mouth without chewing it. Well, you've got to put four in your mouth. All right? Right now, okay, straight in, all four. Okay? Four of them. Oh, there you go. Here's another one. There you go. Just put four in. One, two, three, four. Okay? And sit back on your chair and look at this congregation here. Take your hand away. I think James has put them. He has, yeah. How long can you sit there without chewing it? <laughs> or, oh, <laughs> Be the watchers while I tell you these things. So Jesus thought, my stomach, need to feel, feed my hunger. Turn the stones into bread, said the devil. You'll prove you're the Messiah and you can feed it and you won't have to suffer anymore. But you know, we're not really hungry for bread. That's not the real hunger we have. The real hunger we have is for God. And when we knock out all our props for feeding our stomach, we discover that God is really there. See, the thing about temptation is that it, temptation tells you that something's more important than God. That's what it does. It tells you something's more important than God. How are you doing, boys? You're doing great. <laughs> How fantastic. I couldn't do what you're doing. These boys seem to have resisted the temptation to chew. How lovely. They have passed the first test. Whereas your frown trees, fruit pastilles are not more important than God, are they? Have you swallowed them? No. <laughs> so there you are, you see. You get hungry and you think that our immediate physical needs are more important. Thank you, boys. Big round of applause for them because they have achieved. Well done. Now, when you're out in the desert for 40 days and you're hungry, life is a bit uncomfortable... you tend to feel a bit sorry for yourself. Self-pity comes upon you. Jesus felt self-pity. He'd gone out in a complete obedience, sensitive to the will of God. And then life was rubbish. And he wanted to say, oh, come on, God. I've come out here to pray and to think and to do what's right and you've made my life horrible. Now, when... The Messiah came, the Jews believed, he would go to the top of the temple and stand on its roof and proclaim the kingdom of God is here. That's what they believed would happen. And so the devil came and said to Jesus, 
come here. Stand here on this high place and throw yourself down and the angels will gather you up and you will prove that you are the Messiah. And it will all be easy for you because everybody will do what you want and you will have no problem. Well, I've got some water here. I need to, actually, I need a friend. Can I have a friend come and drink water with me? I don't mind. It's only water. It's not gin, really. <laughs> Do I have no friend? Come on, then. Come on, then. Oh, no. It's, uh, yes, David, were you coming? Or Elizabeth? One of the two. David? He needs a drink. He needs a drink after all that stuff. Right, let me just pour you a drink of water that you can drink with me. Take a seat. Take a seat, David. Let me... There you go. There's your cup of water, David. And I'll drink mine, okay? <laughs> you got it in? You got to put it in. Come on, you got to put the ice cube in. Open your mouth. Go, ah. <laughs> chew. Got to chew. You see, David, he came out here all willing to help the nice vicar, and life got worse, hasn't it? <laughs> life has got worse. Are you going to finish it up? You're not. Well... Jesus stayed right to the end until the hardness of life had gone away. He resisted the temptation to make life easy for himself. He overcame his self-pity. You shall not put the Lord your God to the test, he said. God is good enough for me. Shall I let you off drinking all that water? <laughs> go on, off you go. Thank you very much. I don't know, can't get kids to drink water anymore. Third thing, when you're out there, life's hard, life's hungry, you're out there for a long time, you haven't seen anybody, what are you going to feel like then, Diane? Lonely. Jesus got lonely. And when you're lonely, what are you tempted to think? That he is the most important person in all the world. He thought... It's me. I'm the important one because I'm the only one here. That's what he was thinking. Well, you see, the Psalm 2 says, when my son comes, God says to him, I will lay out all the splendor of the earth, the nations before him, he will gather and they will worship me. So when the devil came to Jesus and said, oh, here's all this splendor, and it's all for you, the splendor of the nations, you are, after all, the Messiah, you can have it. It all made perfect sense. I've got uh, a Rolo here, I need two people. Come on then. In 
by day, they said, do you love someone enough to give them your last roller? Which one of these boys should I give the last Rolo to and ask that question? <laughs> Do you love someone enough to give them your last Rolo? Let us watch and see this agonising temptation. It's decision time, I'm afraid. Yes, he does. He's right here. Either he loves Joshua enough to give him the last Rolo, or he doesn't. It's as simple as that. Well, you can't sit there forever, other because we've got coffee and tea to go to. You're going to give it to him. Well done. Now, do you love someone enough to give it to your mum or are you going to eat it yourself? Go on. Eat it yourself, Joshua. Off you go. Well done. You shall not... You shall worship God and serve him only. That's what Jesus said. You see, we knock out the props. That's when we really find what the most important thing in life is. And when we're hungry, we think it's bread. And when we feel sorry for ourselves, we think it's an easy life. And when we're feeling lonely, we think it's us. But Jesus said, no, it's not. You do not live by bread alone, but by every word, the word of God. He said, you will not put the Lord your God to the test. Don't test God. Trust God. He said, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. They're the most important things in the world. They are the most important things in the world. The word of God, trusting God. Well, I've forgotten the last one. And worship and service of God. Jesus does it for us for all the times we fail. But as we go on in life, we become more like him, more able to trust his word, to believe his word, to trust in God and to worship and serve him. Amen.